0: Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
1: We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health.
0: scott hansen here from nfl red zone i hope you're checking out one hour of five yard rush one of the best podcasts on nfl football in the uk
1: hey hey rush nation it's murph here as uh, mentioned stocks is off this week he's taking a well-earned rest uh, he didn't lose all of his teams and therefore having a bye week or uh, nursing some bad things. We're, we're working well together, but he is off this week. So as always, wanted to bring a guest on just to uh, break this up a bit. I should be listening to my monotone voice on four podcasts this week instead of three or two. Or how have I decided to split the matchups part this week? Um, so my guest, very good friend. Glad he's back. He's come by popular demand. I've had people, no word of a lie, every week this season ask me, when's this guy coming back on when's he coming back on my inbox is full i even put a tweet out saying who is your favorite guest uh or who's the one guest you'd like to have back on um Tell me without telling me who they are, and literally, this guy was just bombarded the feed with about five or six people who'd all come with some form of black emoji. Or <laughs> the best one, was I gotta see Aga this away. tweet. Yeah, I'll, I'll you <laughs> you've heard his voice now. He's the author of the number one best selling Black Book series, host of Sports Grids, Fantasy Game Day, and Fantasy Sports Today. Also, the host of the blackbird podcast, Joe B. Sapir. Welcome back. It's been too long. I know. Well, I'm always happy to come no,
0: on here and I want to thank everybody. I can only assume they want me on here so they can troll me or some some kind of thing. But if there's some genuine love, I, I appreciate that. That sounds fantastic. Genuinely,
1: and, uh, a lot of love.
0: Uh, hey, man, look, I, I love doing this and I'm happy to come on and chat with you. And I got you on TV. I know. Your handsome face was on TV there. Uh, doing some really good work as well. Let's not uh, forget that. So it's a, it's a mutual it. love fest here. I- on the program. And uh, yeah, where is stocks? was it taking, taking time off in the playoffs, I know. This is the playoffs. This is the most important time. What happened? Did he crumble <laughs> under the pressure? What's going on?
1: He is doing some things around the house and uh, taking some time with the family with COVID right. and everything. It's been, uh, it's been up and down. And, and also he, he with work, we um, got weird like um, employment law things about like when you can take annual leave and especially in his job, because he's a greenskeeper um, gotcha. they wouldn't let him roll the whole day. So he's taken it. And I know he, he's literally had, I think in the last three months, he's had five days off. That sounds about right. Yeah, so he, he needs to, <laughs> as we all do. Um, I, so I, I think
0: I, I I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty close to that. Yeah. I'm here, <laughs> but that's why you're here. But then again, I work indoors, so a little bit different. Yeah, you know, so I got that going for me.
1: <laughs> well, same here. I work indoors, and well, to be fair, I spend 99 percent of my life indoors now due to <laughs> COVID restrictions. Don't we all? Um, yeah. If you're listening to this, you would be fully aware that London is going back into a. Uh, tier three, which is like a, 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 basically like quite a severe. It's not a lockdown, but they're shutting all the restaurants and pubs and everything. So uh, that's just been announced in the last few minutes as we record. So I'm outside of London, so I don't think I apply to those, but I need to check.
0: Yeah, we well, also have a little kid, and you're married, so you don't get to go out anyway. No, I don't, so get, what's I don't get to go out
1: and play. That's it. Right. No. <laughs> Timmy's not knocking on my door. <laughs>
0: this is the most fun we're gonna have all week. Absolutely. Let's be honest. Ah, Come on,
1: and I'm excited. I want to know what's been going on with you. What is new in Joey's <laughs> world?
0: Oh man, you know, just just plugging along here. Uh, it's Derek Henry season, which is my favorite. You know, <laughs> some people like the fall because it, uh, you know, it's like pumpkin spice lattes and all that stuff. I like it because Derek Henry runs over people. It makes me happy. And uh, so that's going on a new baseball black book just uh, got released on Amazon this weekend. So officially it'll be up for sale, I think either today or tomorrow, but uh, that's, uh, that's a great uh, situation there for those people who are pivoting to playing baseball and, you know, just enjoying doing the game day show on sports That's gone great. My co-hosts are amazing. I work with a few wrestling fans out there. It's myself, it's Matt Stryker. Uh, from all wwe fame and from malucha underground and uh, also the eric young the madman the psycho who is a a dear friend of mine as well and that is a great fun show every sunday we break down i know it's 8 a.m eastern on the west coast so uh, forgive me for exactly what time that ends up being for people in the middle of the night perhaps i don't know (laughs) like what's going on uh but i'm not I, i guess that's actually a pretty decent time you know we get you ready for you know, for everything on FanDuel, we get you ready for everything on season long. So that's been terrific, and uh, yeah, doing the TV. Kids are at home learning. I'm uh, I'm at home studying too, and always trying to get better. But it's been fun. It's been a fun season, a weird season, but some good football and some uh, young emerging stars, which is always fun. You see some of these quarterbacks and some of the quarterback play and the. The evolution of Josh Allen, the evolution of of Kyler Murray, and things like that this year—it's been—it's been really exciting. And look, even Mitchell Trubisky's had a couple <laughs> good games here. Well, anything's
1: possible in twenty twenty, my friend. Don't don't even. I saw something on Facebook this morning about the fact that because Mitchell Trubisky had a better game than Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes oh, on Sunday, that he is unfairly judged to the NFL. <laughs>
0: Desha- Deshaun Watson can can fall off the face of the earth for two more seasons and Trubisky still won't touch that guy in terms of quarterback but <laughs> uh, but you know but that's that's the prisoners of the moment baby you know that one more hey, look it's I, I definitely think they made the wrong choice by pivoting to fold I think that's probably been proven out yeah but at the same time it's you know Trubisky is not a guy that's bereft of talent Trubisky I think is a is a player that you know, it's, it's about comfortability. It's about the weapons. It's about getting go offensive line. It's about consistently running the football. And, and if you notice, you know, last couple of weeks, David Montgomery has been good. It's been some good matchups mm-hmm. on paper and he's taken advantage of them, but still big place for him that helps. And, you know, I, maybe all isn't lost anyway for him as opposed to some other organizations, which, you know, this is going to be a, the most fascinating offseason ever because I've never seen so many coaching vacancies and coaching vacancies that are coming mm-hmm. that you know, are coming where the situations are fascinating because you got the Justin Herberts of the world. Like you could walk into the number one pick with the jets and take Trevor Lawrence. You can walk in to the Texans and have Deshaun Watson. Like you can walk in and have bright young quarterback franchise quarterback situations. And that almost never happens for a, a new head coach coming into a team. Usually it's the dregs, and you're kind of weird and you know, a five and 11 situation and trying to
1: figure things out but it is a
0: very even the jaguars probably too it's a very unique scenario let's
1: look at this then so we know that the we we can assume that adam gaze is going to go once he wins his coach of the year award for getting the jets to first place in <laughs> <at> the first <laughs> overall pick. they should build a
0: statue for greg williams outside the hundred percent uh let me tell you <laughs> that guy that guy took took one for the team literally
1: i mean that was amazing i feel i don't feel sorry for him at all after uh bounty gate oh no, he's injured <laughs> <laughs> um but obviously we we can expect marone will probably go although i don't know how he's still there now um and then you've got the lions the falcons um obviously are are jobs that are vacant um the texans is vacant mm-hmm. what other jobs do you think then are going to be vacant other than we uh, assume the chargers i mm-hmm. think is going to be vacant uh, the
0: Cowboys, I think, is going to be vacant. Uh, I, I do not. I think McCarthy is going to be one and done there, Whoa. and uh, I don't think that's a hot take. I, I think yeah, that. I think it is. I, I. I uh, but... No, no. I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. Too. You know, this this happens every now and then. Where, you know, an organization, you know, goes with a an established head coach, or even in baseball, it happens sometimes, mm-hmm. and and it just doesn't work out. And you realize that maybe the game has passed this person by, and and I, you, you've seen and heard a lot of the players you know, leaking information. And that's never a good thing. When the players are starting to talk about the coach like that and the things that they've said the last few weeks, uh, you know, losing again on Thanksgiving, the national game, getting pulled from a national game to this coming week. I mean, that you know, <laughs> that's not what the Cowboys are used to. And and I understand you could say, well, they lost Dak Prescott and that's fine. But you, you can't look at Mike Nolan and look at McCarthy and look at what's going on here. And those two guys have like 30 plus years of NFL experience between the two of them be their head coaching or coordinating or whatever. And you can't, you can't tolerate this like as, as great as Dak is. And he is terrific. The total implosion of this team and the lack of preparation, the lack of execution, the game plan suck, the adjustments suck, the execution sucks. And at the end of the day, that's what's going to happen. And it's funny because I think what's going to happen is there was a, so many years where Jerry Jones just refused to fire uh, Jason Garrett and everybody gave him crap about it. And yet they were still competitive and they were still in it every year and all that. And, and I think now in retrospect, he was the guy kind of holding it all together. And now you've seen when he's gone, what's happened. And I just think this is not the right voice. It's not the right style of play. It's it's not what's going to win football games in 2020. And it's kind of the same thing I think that drove McCarthy
1: out of town in Green Bay too. I I completely agree. Like I believe he should, like 100 percent doesn't deserve to keep his job, and 100 percent believe he's he's finished. But he's going. Oof. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think he is. I, I I really do. I think I think he's definitely going. Nagy might be able to save his
1: job if they can backdoor their way into the playoffs this year. I don't see it. I don't see how but, they get in.
0: It's, it's, it's not a good road.
1: It's not, it's not a good road, but it's the teams in front of him. So it
0: is, but you know what? I think with all the, you know, the, the tough part is too, it's, it's now you're starting to look at, it's like, do we want to compete? Do we want to fire Nagy? Because with all these other head coaching positions that are going to be open, do you want to do that? And now compete with all those other teams Mm. for a head coach. And that becomes a really tricky scenario. Whereas if Trubisky plays well, Montgomery plays well. And even if they miss the playoffs on a tiebreaker or something like that, and you leave on a good note, maybe that does save his job. Maybe it doesn't. I think Fangio's probably gone too in Denver. Uh, that's another one that I would
1: throw out there too. Um, See, so I think, yeah, I think Peterson's there. gone in Philadelphia.
0: You know, I this Hurts thing gone. might save him. Uh, I, I just, you know, I, I. this is a complicated scenario. And, and look, he's a 500 coach since the Super Bowl. Mm. The record bears it out. Since they won that Super Bowl, he has been, I think even under 500. 500. I think 500. after yesterday, they're back to 500 maybe. But you know, that's going to be a tougher one. I think the Super Bowl equity lasts maybe a year longer than it should, but that's the thing you're looking right now. And you're saying, okay, all these head coaching vacancies, there's only X number of really good candidates, the Sally's the B enemies. I think Joe Brady should get a head coaching job. His play calling this year in Carolina has been phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to see him. I would love to see Joe Brady given an offense like the Cowboys, I mean, whoa, whoa, what could that guy do with all those oh, weapons? God, look could he did fine. in Carolina with Mike Davis, <laughs> you know, and with Curtis Samuel and Teddy Bridgewater. You give him that group of guys there with that athleticism, but I, I think that you know, certain certain organizations are are going to be stubborn, and I think Jerry Jones is, I think, running out of patience right now. I think you look at this division and what happened. And I think it's shameful for the Cowboys to be where they are with that much talent on that roster. Because it's about preparation and execution. And that's that's where it stops with the coach.
1: Yeah. You especially know? as they're two games behind Washington.
0: Like well, it's like the antithesis of LaFleur, right? Yeah. If you look at LaFleur in Carolina. How great is the effort level there? How great is the effort level of the Giants pretty much on a weekly basis when they never have the most talent on the field? And those teams are out there and they're fighting and competitive and their record is still under 500. but you know it's not going to be an easy day at the office. And I know the
1: Giants didn't play well this week, but they beat Seattle last week, for God's sake. I know Joe so, Judge has done a great job. and considering he has, he's not, He won against Seattle with Colt McCoy. <laughs>
0: I, it's staggering. And you know what? That – and that speaks about the coach. Whereas the thing with McCarthy is, you look at the roster and you see the talent, and you go, "What's? Well, it's not. It's not the assembly of talent. It's it's the game planning." And then in the second half, are you making adjustments? And I and I get it. Like every, teams have bad luck, but you know, are you competitive in these games? And beating Cincinnati at this stage in the season doesn't exactly impress me. So color me unimpressed after this Sunday
1: with Dallas. So, sorry, I, I, and I'm the same with with Anthony Lynn in in in, in you know LA. I think with the Chargers you can't keep losing by one score every week. Like, yeah. You can't lose. I mean, that, that says everything that says when the pressure's on, you don't, you don't have it. And you go, and to, he's a good man. Like I love Anthony. Anthony a Lynn is a good man. He is a good,
0: I think he's a good football coach, a good dude. There's just something that's disconnecting there. And I think it's going to be unfortunate, but that guy's going to be a D coordinator the very next year. And I think it would be great to see him end up somewhere, you know, where an offensive minded head coach, like if he ends up in a Cincinnati, mm. Or somewhere, if he ends up somewhere as a D coordinator and, and can turn a defense around, or maybe even a, a Dallas, I think, I think he will have a job, but you know, it's just, there's a failure there. Cause that's a team that has personnel and too and doesn't execute and certainly
1: falls apart in weird spots and the special teams have been bad too. Well, that's another team there. So Cincinnati, do you think that it's time for Zach Taylor to go? He's won three games as a coach in two years
0: uh, it's true i know <laughs> well they it's that's twice as many as they won last year uh, <laughs> and they had a tie don't forget the tie um, don't forget the tie against <laughs> don't forget the, against tie. the eagles uh, yeah <laughs> uh, you know it's not impossible but i think he'll get one more year also because <sighs> because i think what you the last thing you want to do is get into that jet cycle where you have a young quarterback and you keep changing the coach on him every year it's, I think, I think that's a bad cycle for a young quarterback and we've seen good young quarterbacks suffer from that over the years where they keep changing coordinators or changing the voice or changing the coach. Uh, I don't think you want to do that. If you're going to do that with Joe Burrow, make sure you bring in the guy that you think is the guy and get it right. Because that's a very dangerous road to go down. I would be, I would be afraid to do that right now. Get him a second year in the league. Let him get some confidence, see what he is with a full season. Cause Joe Burrow was keeping them in games you know Joe Burrow's play and and the spark that he gives them the leadership he gives them and you know the those those Joe Burrow swagger moments that are so great that's you know I think I, I think he'll get one more year I do as as bad as the record is you know you go in there you got more draft picks you go in there have a good draft gets more offensive linemen, gets some better defensive players but that's a team that I could see making a change in
1: defensive coordinator too yeah cuz the reason I say this is because that let's put it this way that Cincinnati, Miami. When Zach Taylor got the job, mm-hmm. Miami was really, really tanking down. Oh yeah, Cincinnati were not bad, but they weren't they weren't great. If you look at the way that the trajectory of those two coaches, and I mean Taylor, they've had the similar amount of time. Taylor and Flores, Flores has taken Miami on the, the door of a, a playoff berth that roster mm-hmm. was a lot worse and he got and don't forget we we forget that he had to lose all of his players no <laughs> and and we're still getting effort out of them i just don't see with cincinnati the effort levels i don't think it's just defense like I, and i get that
0: no it's not just defense but there's there's been some good things i mean it's it's very difficult to lose your starting quarterback and your starting running back and expect to win games in the nfl yeah. it's just a, a matter of fact and the offensive line was middling at best anyway yeah. So I think, I think that's just, that's just a lot for a team to overcome. And, and, you know, they've made investments in those two guys. I think, I think the, the overarching thing will be, let's get healthy. Let's go one more time. And if they get off to a bad start next year, like if they start out Oh and fourth. And I think Taylor could be out and they could just, you know, so pay attention to who they bring in this off because I think that will, that will signal to you what's going on there. But I'd be surprised if that one fan, you know, the Denver situation, is a fascinating one because there's another one you could walk in. Maybe you want to stick with Locke, but if you could bring in another quarterback, there's gonna be some quarterbacks out there on the trade market and in the draft market. You know, talk about a, an incredible situation a walk in. Defense is pretty good. You got three young wide receivers with Judy and Patrick and Hamler, who all look like they could be good. You got Noah Fant, who's been hurt but has a ton of talent. Like, this is that's a situation you could turn around real quick. You just have to have some more aggressive play calling. You gotta like understand. And you're not playing football in 1992 anymore.
1: The way <laughs> Vic Fangio... I mean, it's it's madness how they do this nowadays. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think they've got all the talent. If you can get a running back in there, you've got you know, a fan, quarterback, running back. I think that's probably the only positions you really need. And this is a pretty good class to go and get a running back. It is. Um, quarterback... I mean, if you could end for- up with an ATN or somebody like
0: that, I mean, geez, that's... You know, I, I don't think Gordon or Lindsay is the long-term uh, solution there. But, you know... Look, Denver is one of those places that's always tough for people to go in and win Denver. So it's one of the few home field advantages that are still available because of the altitude. But I I mean, I was a big Hamler guy coming into the season too, and he was hurt. And it was nice to see him kind of finishing strong. I think Judy... Look, that's a situation you can get in and turn around real quick.
1: I think like that's one where you would circle and say that's a spot you could turn it around really
0: quickly. Yeah,
1: I think there's a few. I think there. I think uh, the Chargers. I think you can walk in there. I'm trying to think. Oh, Chargers for sure. You just I mean, need Chargers are loaded. You need an offensive Chargers team. have
0: so much. How much talent is on that that's roster ridiculous. when you sit back and look at especially it, especially when you look at the I defense. Mean, yeah it's it's just a matter of 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 you know they they fold and and mm-hmm. when when things get tight they fold and and i know like sometimes bounces don't go your way and that's all fine that's fair like last year every bounce went the titans way yeah. right <laughs> every single bounce went the titans way at every moment and it was magical to watch it was great and, and this year it's not happening as much and they've had a tougher time
1: yeah it's it's been a crazy season i can't believe it's only a few weeks left it's going to be interesting because you I know it goes so fast doesn't it it's, yeah. it's it sucks
0: it's just it's gone before you like you blink and it's gone it really is it's uh, that's the beauty of
1: it you know it's what makes it so special oh, it, it really is absolutely so what about your 2020 what's uh what's that been from a, a fantasy perspective <laughs> uh well look I think like everybody's 2020 it's a it's there's good bad
0: and ugly I mean we've all had massive injuries <laughs> I mean the healthiest team is definitely one this is the I would say the worst first round return on investment in the history of fantasy football. And I, again, that's, I think that's just there. I mean, CMC, Saquon, uh, Joe Mixon. I mean, the list goes on and on of all these guys that we've lost at certain, excuse me. And then, um, you know, I think the big takeaways too is, is to once again, you know, reprogram your brain a little bit for next year, which is something I've been very much on the last couple of years about the value of guys like, Derrick Henry that yes, I understand. He does not catch the ball. Who cares? He scores touchdowns and can get you 200 yard games. Like, here's the thing. You've only got like 13 weeks to get it right. Derrick Henry probably is a dude that's going to win you. I don't know, four or five weeks by himself. That's valuable. Like that is, that is incredibly valuable. And I, and I think it's time to understand. And I, I know I've said this on the show and my other shows yards are yards. You know, I don't care how you're getting them. And, and I, I went on Fantasy pros this year. We did the bold predictions. And I said, Derrick Henry's going to repeat and lead the league in rushing again. And people are like, well, that's not a hot, t- that's not a bold prediction. I was like, really? It's only happened twice in the last 20 years. Two times, right? So I think it is actually kind of bold. Mm-hmm. To, to think that somebody can repeat in this era of the NFL and do that. And the guy's probably going to do it. Now, I think that understanding Chubb, understanding those guys, and then also looking at where wide receiver is going into next year, wide receiver is it's just incredibly mm. deep there is so much talent this wide receiver class this year you haven't even seen the best of it yet because when cd lamb has dak prescott back you know every year in the black book there's a guy like two years ago it was chris godwin you remember right he mm. was the guy that was like chris godwin dj moore they're gonna jump a whole spot right from from threes to twos and from twos to ones this year the two guys in the black book were calvin ridley and dk metcalf mm. that worked out <laughs> right? you know so next year i'm telling you right now I don't even have to look at, I'm telling you right now, one of those guys is going to be CD lamb Mm -hmm. because people are going to forget. And then Dak Prescott's going to come back and he's going to remind everybody and everyone's going to be so involved with this person and that person and all this stuff, but they're going to forget that guy's going to be able to probably get drafted as a two and he might end up as a one. And I think that the, the value of wide receiver is huge. I think you need to be looking at your flex spot probably as a wide receiver going forward and not just the running back, I think is just too tenuous from injury perspective, from the committee perspective, from usage, all that stuff. Um, I would still have plenty of running backs on my roster, Mm -hmm. but I would be looking to really, you know, use the the strength of the pool. The strength of the pool is wide receiver. Hit wide receiver hard. And I also think it's time to start realizing there is a definitive tier now of quarterback play, of the quarterbacks who are elite and the quarterbacks who run. And that extra rushing yards and the way that position's evolving and the way that quarterback position is protected should change how you think about – the quarterback so even in a single quarterback league it's not enough now probably to wait and get that one guy and i wrote about this in the black book and a whole big thing in the front of the chapter about look we have to start adjusting our brains about quarterback and single quarterback leagues i get it there's more of them than the supply and demand and i've always been that person too but there's been an evolutionary change where the upper tier is the Mahomes, it's, it's these, these Josh Allen characters, these guys who are, who are winning you weeks. Again, it's, it's about who can win you a week. This guy, this guy, this guy, my roster, right. The rest of the guys you can figure out and find and, and they're replaceable, but it's about those guys who make a difference. And, and yeah, it is worth paying for Patrick Mahomes because he's going to drop you 25, 30 points every week. Yeah. It is worth paying up for some of these other young quarterbacks that are like the Deshaun Watson's of the world, you know, because they have been that good. And I think it's time to recognize that, as the position is evolving and as it's more protected because it becomes a better return on your investment. I mean, just look at all these injuries here to the running backs and, and what's going on here this year. And I think it's time to start acknowledging a quarterback, even in the single quarterback league, there's a true elite tier
1: and you can fall behind even if you wait. Yeah, I, I agree. Cause you got those, those rounds four through seven. If you got those quarterbacks in yeah. rounds four through seven, you've done quite well with the exception of yeah, uh, that Dak Prescott. Hey. <laughs>
0: yeah da- i was gonna say Dak was mine in a lot so unfortunately like that was my dude and boy that first month i was loving life oh <laughs> murph so three and one four and now look at Dak prescott go oh i love the bad defense oh it's so great <laughs> just get Dak get on the field throw the football all over the place zeke who <laughs> 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 well,
1: what are you gonna do uh, things happen you know such as life oh 100 so how's your seasons gone like in terms of your leagues What the it- spotty
0: i mean like everybody else you know and and i think that's just the nature of what 2020 has been but um you know I, I would say a handful of playoff appearance like if I, i'm in 10 leagues so i think made the playoffs in four of the 10 this year which is odd usually I'm more like six or seven but that's again it's because the players that i was in on unfortunately i'm somebody that doesn't differentiate a whole lot and maybe that's that's my bad but I just think, you know, I like a player. I like a player. I'm not going to not draft a player in a league when he's available. Just so I have a, you know, just so I don't have too many shares of the good player. What kind of stupid nonsense is that? But this year, it bit me. So I'll take my L this year. It's 2020. We take our L's. But, um, we're gonna, you know, there's there's been a lot of guys that have hit. Um, Daily Fantasy has been very productive for me uh, this year, too. We've really you know, on the DFS podcast I host and and doing stuff on the TV for DFS too. That's been a really good run here. We've been very successful on that. So that's been great. And unfortunately I lost on a tiebreaker for the defense of my belt and super flex in the flex league. So, you know, losing on the tiebreaker to get in the playoffs. I think I would have been very dangerous if I got in, but it doesn't matter. It's okay. It's okay. At least I, 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 finished ahead of the guy that I beat last year. That's <laughs>
1: <laughs> always stay one up. Always stay one and that's up. That's
0: always hard too. When you play in these leagues with, like that league's got you know Jen Ryan, DVR, Adam Ronis, uh, Chris Harris. Chris Harris is who I lost to on the tiebreaker. You know, it's just like you know, there's no easy weeks. There's no easy outs. It's just murderous. And it's funny because that entire there's Mike Randall from Action Network who was I think 10 and 0 at one point or 11 and one. And everybody else was seven and six or six and seven. I mean, it was a bloodbath and I don't, and I'm not exaggerating. I mean, everybody else in the league pretty much. And then it was that one team that just bottomed out, but it was just, it's madness. And I feel like a lot of leagues were like that this year. So, you know, don't take too much out of it, but I think what you take out of the 2020 is wide receiver pool, incredibly deep. It allows you if you want to go early for Kelsey or somebody like that to do it because you can make up that ground. Readjust your brain about running backs and readjust your brain about quarterbacks going into next year. And you know it's not that you can't draft running backs, early. you can. But I was very much against the you know Clyde Edwards-Helaire first round selection. It was you know, I mean, at one point I think it was only like four guys who were like on the field from the first round <laughs> at one point because even Adams was hurt for a week. And you're just looking at it going, what's happening? But DK Metcalf too. I mean, I got a ton of DK Metcalf, a ton of Calvin Ridley this year, and that all
1: worked out well too. So. It's nice
0: to see those guys starting to, you know, emerge and hit that next level, which
1: is always what you're looking to do, too. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about semifinals week 15. Who yes. who were some players you would recommend people firing up for this season or for this week?
0: Well, the first thing that I'm always going to say for for week 15, and, and, and this goes for every playoff week is don't get too cute. Like there was a lot of. I, I actually put Josh Allen on the start sits last week because he was going against Pittsburgh just to reiterate to everybody don't sit Josh Allen I don't care if it's Pittsburgh I understand yes I get it they're very good but stop you're there because of Josh Allen. Don't overthink things. He's got a a matchup against the the Broncos next week. Once again, don't overthink things. Um, You're uh, looking ahead uh, again. You know, I'm just, I'm still in week 14 Mm -hmm. in my brain, but looking ahead here, no, that's fine. Um, I'd like to see a trend with Ronald Jones continue of of getting the football. You know, every time Ronald Jones has rushed for a hundred yards this year, this team has gotten a W. Mm -hmm. Now he almost had a hundred yards this past week. And guess what? They got a W, but they're facing the Falcons next week, which is a pretty good, possibility there for them uh, so i would i would feel okay about starting him uh, <clears throat> i think when you're looking at uh, you always want to try to target those teams like ne- next week the lions for instance they they struggle mightily against the run right so obviously it's gonna be a huge week for derrick henry uh, i think that's something mm-hmm. people should be very afraid about <laughs> like because derrick henry just came off a 200-yard game and now he's gonna have the lions and the next week i mean it's almost like guaranteeing a team a championship uh, i would be confident about jonathan taylor next week against the texans uh, his workloads gotten much better T Y Hilton uh, the Colts overall with rivers, <clears throat> that offense has kind of woken up here, even though rivers isn't hundred percent a healthy T Y Hilton has really changed this offense. It's helped Jonathan Taylor. It's helped T Y Hilton. It's all worked for them together um, <clears throat> with the Eagles. I think there's still an unknown there. They're going to be squaring off against the Cardinals. So I would be again, hesitant on the Eagles weapons, first start there's always an energy level now you got to go on the road and the cardinals are right in the thick of the playoffs this game is you know very important for the cardinals so i would be hesitant of the eagle shares Mm. um the rams are going to crush the jets i mean this is going to be Rams probably back-to-back weeks of this defense going crazy in terms of point totals i can't even imagine (laughs) like you know things have just lined up and you can think that it's going to look like something when you're you know i love when people do that analysis of Here's your, here's the teams that have the best playoff schedule, and they're giving it to you before the season starts. I'm like, what? Doesn't matter. How do we know what these teams are? Yeah, that's you can start looking at that stuff like, I don't know, three weeks before the playoffs start. That's when you could start really looking at it. I would expect the Steelers to bounce back. So if you're worried about Deontay Johnson, don't be. Nah. They shouldn't have benched him last night. I thought that was stupid. It, it hurt them. It hurt the offense. So you you made a point, Mike Tomlin, and you ended up getting an L for it. I think because I think Deontay Johnson on the field changes that game but I would go right back to that well with the Steelers wide receivers they still can't run the football um so that's kind of what that week looks like to me I think you have confidence in the Colts the Titans I think you're going to have confidence in I think that Bucks offense too mm. you start to feel a little confident in as well Oh yeah I I still have no confidence in the Ravens offense we'll see what they do tonight I don't no. I'm not going to read too much and I'll tell you what as crazy as the sounds that Washington football team mm. defense, and I've been on them for weeks now, and you know they're facing the Seahawks. Don't shy away from it. Okay. Just don't because that that they get those boys get after it. Yeah, they <laughs> do. I think you know. So don't go. Oh, you know, I can't. I can't play them against the Seahawks. Of course you can. Of course you can.
1: Yeah, I, I exactly all, all of that. I think you know we had the in hearts on last week, pretty much similar um, in terms of. Just bench your Eagles. Just don't you don't don't want to get involved with it. Um, their schedule, who they're facing against. Play the Bucks, everyone on their offense. Yeah, Rojo. I mean, the fact that Fournette doesn't doesn't even, you know, he's a healthy scratch. That's it, gone. Um, don't have to worry about him all too much. Um and I, I just think I'd fire up Justin Herbert every week. It doesn't matter who he's facing. He actually now has the easiest schedule for quarterbacks coming oh, in you
0: dead look you, you look i know it was tough a couple weeks ago against the pats and that that was yeah. that was more shocking the patriots shutting out the chargers is more shocking than the giants beating the seahawks for me yeah two weeks ago. all day
1: long i,
0: I completely like i'm coming. not shocked about the yeah like the and i'm a patriots fan mm. like, so that was that was completely shocking for me but the rams yeah i mean for sure you know the, them going against the jets that's another one there but the chargers i would i would be firing him back up too i don't think you I don't think you worry about this. The Raiders secondary does not look good. No. So those LA teams right now are starting to, oh, you yeah. know, from a fantasy standpoint, get back on track. Getting Eckler back with the Chargers is really good too. Um, but the Raiders, you know, losing Abram and some of the other cornerback injuries they've had, I mean, they got torched this week, so I think that's that's definitely something you can feel good about the Chargers and Keenan Allen. What a great season he's had, right? Oh, he was
1: the absolute steal of the fifth round. Like, if you okay, I picked up so much Keenan Allen in the fifth round. Oh, him and
0: him and Diggs. Him like, and Diggs. Diggs has been a revelation. I mean, <laughs> unbelievable. You know, it's and and I'll tell you what. You know, you, you look at those those kind of guys, and I, I feel like this is this is the thing when you look at young quarterbacks. And okay, there's Josh Allen, right? You gave him the possession wide receiver in Cole Beasley. And then you gave him the home run hitter in, in Stefan Diggs, and, and look now he's worked really hard too. And you know, they did a nice spotlight on the game last night about throwing motion and decision-making and all that stuff. But I mean, it's incredible to to watch like, you know, how he's really matured so quickly there over these last two years. And when you're giving him these kind of weapons, and then I look at Lamar Jackson, who they still can't get a decent wide receiver. Now, if you could drop in Alan Robinson to the oh, yeah. next year, now, how much does that change things? So, as much as people want to take shots at Lamar right now, I think you you know Hollywood Brown experiment. The guy gives you you know effort on a couple plays a game, and that's not enough. He he can't block anybody. the The dude like he, he one hand and catches over the middle of the field, and and he's dropping them. And then he has that one moment every game where somebody misses a tackle and he runs for 50 yards and scores a touchdown. <laughs> and that's not something you can bank on. Like yeah. I will have zero shares of him, but I'm telling you right now, if you give him an Adam Thielen type wide receiver, if you give him an Allen Robinson type wide receiver, Lamar Jackson can, can reach that, you know, same plateau that he was last year where everybody couldn't get over themselves about him.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think, you know, there's a few teams where when they don't get to the Super Bowl. It, you're gonna to point to their drafts over the last yeah. year or two and say they missed there.
0: Well, you know what they did, Murph? They they, they thought that they, they said, Okay, Hollywood Brown wasn't healthy, let's give him a healthy season. Well, he's had a healthy season yeah. and guess what? He's he's underwhelming. But you needed so someone
1: you else out there. I mean that that's the thing is you,
0: you, <clears throat> well but you need you he's not the kind of body type that you can rely on. No. In terms of like, he's not going to be able to go up there and contest the ball. He's not going to be able to to fight, you know, through a tough linebacker in a spot. There, like, he's he's a very small guy. He's very fast. I get that, but he also is not Tyreek Hill. Like Tyree Kill is, is small and fast too, but he's a he's strong. very strong. Yeah, like for his size. And I think you know can't you know it's Hollywood Brown's a fine player to have as your is your third wide receiver. I was gonna say second, and I was like, no, that's too much respect. No, third, third wide receiver. <laughs> like that yeah, but like you just need to surround Lamar with somebody else, you can't expect him to to do it all himself. and you just you know Willie Sneed is is you know a, a good NFL veteran, but he's not the answer, and they just don't have it. Miles Boykin's not the answer. It's time to go out there and either draft one or go get or and or bring in one of those other kind of guys. He needs somebody like that like the Allen Robinson type, and I keep saying Robinson because like that to me is the ideal guy. You know, because he's played well with quarterbacks who can run. And I think about Allen Robinson. This guy's played with Foles, Trubisky, Bortles, Blaine Gabbert. I mean, and the guy's good. The guy's always good. I don't know how he does that. Imagine if you gave him a good quarterback, what he would look like. Unbelievable.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. So let's look at some, some sits. So who, who would you be sitting in week 15?
0: Oh, the sits of week 15. Um, oh, uh, let's see. I, I, I don't think you can really realistically play any jets right now. <laughs> Can't play them against the Rams. Um, I am going to, I'm still going to put out Wayne Gallman. I'm going to start him. Um, uh, but the rest of the giants wide receivers, I'm not too enthralled with against Cleveland next week, because I think that, uh, Daniel Jones is not hundred percent, you know, and I, I think we all know that I think he was trying to go out there and, and give it a go. Um, I would not be running any Texans out there against the Colts. Uh, if you're Deshaun Watson owner and you're still alive, good for you. Um, it's, it's gonna, this is a rough little patch here for him. You know, the bears and the Colts back to back on the road. That's not great. I'm not saying you bench him because I don't know if you have a better option, but I think you just have to understand too. It's, you know, I wouldn't be streaming any of those kind of guys. Um, <clears throat> on the Falcons side, no running backs in the Falcons, no running backs in the Patriots. I don't think you can really rely on any of them. Uh, those, those would be sits for me. I want to see what Dobbins does tonight before I say, go and start him. Yeah. yeah I think this is a pivotal game for him, uh, against the Browns and it's a huge game. It's going to be fun to watch, but I think if Dobbins has another good game there that I think you can feel good about starting him. If he doesn't. Even though it's the Jaguars, once again, it's like, well, it's it's tough. You know, you look at that matchup, but you also have to be realistic. Um, and then, you know, as far as the the rest of the teams there, I think you're also looking at um probably, you know, you the Cowboys are really tough. I think you you still start Amari Cooper, regardless. Yeah. You know, I know they're playing the 49ers and all that stuff. Amari Cooper, you still feel good about. I would still start CD Lamb. I wouldn't start Gallup. I think it's just too much of a one-off. I, I think yeah. You know, when you get to this point in the the playoffs, don't get cute. You know, don't worry too much about the matchups. Play your best players. You know, they're the ones that got you there. Mm. And most of the time, the best players will still show up in in the good matchups. And I think that's something to keep in mind.
1: Yeah, I agree. Other ones I'd I'd add, I'd be sitting, talk early. Like, i mean if you hadn't already benched him well, and, 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 and sometimes he's, it's hard it's, in in games right where you've got
0: look he had a good be, first half of the season yeah. in terms of he was on the field he was scoring touchdowns he doesn't look good doing it but he's doing it and i kind of like last year so i think going forward now we can all say okay we got him a fresh start somewhere else didn't work now we move on yeah. you can move on with fournette you can move on with Gurley. you can and this is why i think you also have to change your mindset and start looking at those wide receivers harder and say okay this is what, you know, the T Higgins of the world are the guys that are more exciting now. Like though that, that, that level of wide receiver of these guys who have the chase Claypools, those are the dudes that are really starting to, to emerge. And I think that's a very exciting thing. And we're in these older running backs and they're not old, but they're old for this version of the NFL.
1: Yeah. And, and, and also you got to look at Gurley against the Buccaneers run defense. It's just absolutely a no go yeah. area. We're not even yeah. Gurley's range of outcomes next week is anywhere from two points to mm-hmm. to 10. That's that's his range of outcome. I can't seem to get I would than-
0: also, I don't think he's going to play, but I would probably not start Antonio Gibson with a turf toe, even if he did. Turf toe is a serious injury. If he tries to give it a go, you can't think that he's healthy. I think it's a very dangerous thing. It's tempting against Seattle. Uh, but that's a guy too who... Now I like him a little bit more going into next year because not only is he starting to show you, he could play the position, but he hasn't had the same wear and tears as other running backs. Cause he hasn't played the running back position his whole life. He was a wide receiver convert. So that's a little different. You know, these guys have played running back their whole life. By the time they get to the NFL nowadays, they're, you know, for the time they're 10 years old, they've been playing running back and they just, the, their bodies just are broken. You know, it's, it's a terrible thing, but youth football and high school football has done that mm-hmm. to these guys. And Whereas you get a guy like Antonio Gibson (laughs) who's come to the position later starting to figure it out. That's a very exciting piece for next year.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think there's, there's so many, I think it's so interesting what you said earlier with, you're going to have to rethink your entire draft strategy. You, You should every year, but I think it's been pretty automatic. You go in a single quarterback league, you'd probably go running back opening four or five picks. I'm not so sure this year that that is fundamentally true, or maybe it is because so few guys, but I think you know of statistical draft analogies of okay, well, wait till quarterback. I don't think you can, as you said. I think you're going to have to get a guy fifth round. I, I'm still not willing to pay up for Mahomes in the second and third round. And, and I you get know, it, that's fair. But, but you
0: know what? Then you better
1: make sure you secure one of those top guys. Yeah, you need to get a you need to get a Watson after
0: Murray and Allen and Watson and Wilson are all gone. It's like oh, okay. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of age at quarterback. And I know, you know, Rodgers had a bounce back year. The more fun is, I think, next year you want to be in the middle of a first round because and I'm, yeah. I'm somebody who prefers to draft at the top or the bottom. saying mm, and I mean, the middle, you can get a shot on somebody too. That like you could take the Devontae Adams and in, in that route, or you could turn right around and take a shot on Saquon Barkley or some. If I if I told you you had the number one overall pick next year, what's your gut tell you right now? Who would you take?
1: I would still have to go CMC only because I think the injuries he's had, but if he plays, well, I I caveat this. If he plays in any of the next three games and he is healthy and therefore has the whole off season to get healthy, I would still go CMC. I'm worried about Barkley, given the fact that it's ACL. It's another injury. He's missed so much time um i'm not overly worried the way i don't think he's a top 12 you know running back but mm-hmm. can you risk the one after two years of injury well you also got to start
0: asking yourself well look the offensive line for the giants is much improved and yeah. that's why gallman has been good this year but,
1: but you it know, took a CNC, long time to get there you
0: you got to ask yourself too like there, are injuries in multiple places now it's not like the one thing that's bothering him yeah and that makes me concerned i'm not saying i'm not gonna mm. you know end up putting him one overall but it makes me concerned that the body's starting to break down a little bit you know you get a you get a an ankle issue then a thigh issue and a shoulder issue like if it's all these different issues it's the it's the complete body and this guy's in phenomenal shape mm. he works so hard i wonder if he works too hard in the offseason. maybe like i wonder if everybody should go and just get jobs at ace hardware like they did <laughs> in the 70s and then come back and get trained because you know what like the body is is you know needs some rest too and these guys don't the rest it's all training it's all training all the time i think that's also why you see it's just you know it's like a car you keep running it eventually it's going to break down how many miles you have on it i mean no matter how nice it looks on the outside <laughs> how, good, how many times you wax it it doesn't matter the you know <laughs> the matters is how many miles are on the engine how much
1: wear and tear I, I, and this is where if i was to reevaluate this year's draft and look at for next year who i'd have barkley just for the injury concern and i'm not I'm not saying he moves a whole lot back but him and Zeke move out of that top 4 for me.
0: 100%. And I yeah, think you've obviously. got to put Cook and Cook's Henry in that man. conversation. Henry. Henry's in that conversation. I think Chubb is in that conversation because once again he is the offense. Yeah. I like the guys that are the focal point of the offense. I think you know we get hung up on fantasy points a lot and that's fair. We also have to look at like, who's the offense running through? And there's, it's just like, there's some teams that don't use the tight end. Like, I don't think the, the Patriots have thrown to the tight end. Well, like four, four times all year. Yeah. Or
1: like Them, you know, Arizona, Buffalo, yeah, Right. you could just, it's Carolina. It, even
0: Buffalo Dawson Knox once in a while comes down with a ball, yeah. but there's certain offenses that just run a certain way. And I want the offenses. that are going to be the focal point. And I've seen Teddy Bridgewater play well and use the wide receivers and is a balanced, good offense. I don't know if it's going to be the same. And now, although I think there might be a, a move towards off of that a little bit, just to say, okay, we can't use CMC the way we used to, because we want him to be on the field. And that's, you know, that's still top five pick, but is it a safer pick than Henry? Is it a safer pick than Devontae Adams? Is it a safer pick than DK Metcalf? You know, I didn't know it sounds crazy to start saying some of those names as number one, but you know, I mean those elite wide receivers tend to have a couple of good years in a row, like Antonio Brown, right? couple years in a row where he was number one overall like in terms of scoring and people still didn't want to take him there because he was a wide receiver but if you took him you were winning championships and I think that's
1: that's all that matters at the end yeah I think it's interesting I think you'll see because if you look at the last let's say half a decade look at the last four or five years of number one picks starts with David Johnson gets injured in the first game he's done you look at take one Barkley last year didn't really pay off for you because he wasn't there in the end you look at christian McCaffrey right. this year not really paid off for you um
0: look i mean know, this is just why i one. make the argument for henry as yeah. number one overall because he's
1: got durability. even in ppr
0: the you know i don't care how you get the 1500 yards i just want him. Mm. <laughs> so if you're gonna give me the 1500 and give me all the touchdowns too okay so i'll miss some ppr points all right is he guy gonna be on the field for all the games yeah He's just such a freak of nature, this guy. Like, he's just – he's so big and strong and fast, and that's just, like, it's not fair. Yeah, <laughs> It's just not fair. You know, we're seeing – and we're seeing that kind of guy in an era where, you know,
1: speed kills. And, you, and if you can be that big and strong and fast, it's crazy. But here's a question. Are you not worried? Because if, if, if we talk about Derrick Henry's season. It's very real. Mm-hmm. That first it's, half – that first half a season – where you have Derek Henry could burn you because you could be too far behind the eight ball because let's be honest, he doesn't ever really, I don't want to say he doesn't show up, but it seems no. to take, it seems to take that Tennessee team weeks to get going. It, it, the last three seasons, every, every, it's always started patchy. They do kooky things, they give away games. Um, and then all of a sudden they start to go on this role and they win a couple of September, ugly games.
0: Well, normally yes but you know if you go back and look at the september game log for henry you know like 116 31 for 116 25 for 84 26 for 119 a down game against buffalo then 22 for 212 so that's that brings us all the way almost to halloween and he's got six touchdowns over that span
1: i mean yeah you take it
0: i'm taking that you know how many catches does he have during that Period less than ten. I was gonna say seven. Eight, <laughs> right, he's got let's see, two, four, five, eight, eight catches. You nailed it. So there you go, and and, and that's it. Like, okay, like you know, you just you, you you take that and you understand that's that's just not the kind of style running back he is. But as long as he keeps giving you the touchdowns, he's got fourteen on the year. You know, if you're gonna give me you know fifteen touchdowns and fifteen hundred yards, I'm gonna take that, and just you know, and and there's also something about the fact that. He doesn't catch the ball in space that in some ways limits him a little bit from some of the hits that the guys like McCaffrey and Eckler take, Yeah, you know, and there Eckler's another guy who was taking the first round, you know, and I I don't know what Clyde Edwards is going to be. I loved him in college, but I just think the chiefs are too good to do one thing. Like the chiefs are just going to do whatever's working that, that moment. And just, they're just so good, you know, they just can beat teams so easily. And they kind of took their foot off the gas a little bit on Sunday and they almost got caught, but you know, I tell you, Henry and Cook and and look and Cook's had his injury risk. There's no doubt about it. But if you know, if you had to take CMC or Cook, I mean, they're both equally scary to me right now, which is saying a lot because Cook's missed a lot of time in his career. But I don't know. It's very it's very difficult right now And Justin Jefferson, what a season he's had to rookie wide receiver. Incredible. Right? I think he should be rookie of the year as good as Herbert is. Oh, give me, give me Jefferson. I
1: mean, <laughs> that That's, guy's been that's close. Tremendous. That's close between those two. I think that's the closest award. If you, if you look at everything you can.
0: It was a couple weeks. I don't know what the prop bet is for it now, but a couple weeks ago, it wasn't, it was no. like 10 to one for Jefferson. And, and it was like a minus like the week after Joe Burrow got hurt. And then Tua got benched like in the same week, it went to like, I don't know. It was like minus 900 or something like that for, <laughs> to, for Herbert to win the award. I, crazy. I
1: just wonder if, the, the fact that they will miss the playoffs, and, and I mean, like, they're not done, I'm not cooking them, but for me, the NFC, the seven that are in there are the seven that get in, except for maybe the Giants over Washington. That's the only one that I think could flip. Well, the
0: Giants are in a bad spot after this, this week yeah. losing. Because their, their schedule doesn't line up as well as Washington's. Washington, I like their schedule. Yeah, better.
1: but I could. I know see they that. got
0: Seattle this week, but, but after that, it's better.
1: I could see that flipping just the way that that defense plays and keeps them in games. I that's the mm-hmm. only one. I'm not saying it will. I'm just saying that's the one I can. I probably won't call yeah. that. But Green Bay, New Orleans, they're already in. The Rams, they're going to win the division. I'm pretty confident on that. It's, you know, mm-hmm. um, then you've got, you know, Seattle um seattle will get in the bucks will get in and then the, the cardinals i see the cardinals get in i agree i don't i don't i, I don't I'm see any change there and, I, and you know i think it's pretty similar in the in the
0: AFC. look minnesota the the minnesota's chances died in dallas yeah because because and, and i was everyone was joking around like making fun of me when i was saying hey look minnesota comes off that buy and they beat green bay and then they handle their business against their in division opponents, which is Detroit and Chicago, very beatable teams. You roll. What do they do? They won three in a row against those teams. Then I kept saying, okay, then you get Carolina, Jacksonville, and Dallas. And I'd say, that's it. You can roll. You can rattle off six in a row. And they got the three, they got the four, and then the Dallas game. And then, oh, and then granted, they didn't look great. It wasn't a decisive victory over Carolina or Jacksonville, but they were victories. But losing to Dallas and Dallas, that was the one that kind of did it to them with that could, kind of They could have way. won
1: yesterday, you know. Dan Bailey misses four kicks. Oh brutal. I mean uh,
0: kicking in the league's been atrocious this year too. How has kicking gotten so bad? Like I know we've moved the extra point, but I, I mean, if you want your child to to have a long career in the NFL teach or them in the sports, kick. teach them the kick. Just teach them the kick mason crosby is 147 years old and that guy's still out there kicking field goals <laughs> everybody i mean he's got you know gray beard gray hair i mean Vinatieri up until last year he's you know wasn't good anymore but i mean bailey's been terrible um there's a couple other guys too who's the other guys with terrible oh um uh goskowski yeah, for tennessee terrible. oh terrible
1: i mean but he nailed it now the, the 54 f- yard yesterday but yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, you know, well, it's not. Well, a, it doesn't matter all of a sudden. Well,
1: well, the, well, the best kicker in the league this year statistically came from the Xf, uh, the AAF.
0: <laughs> well, koo has been excellent. And then, uh, you know, Koo's had more Actually, fantasy points. I would say that the, the NFC Liga.
1: South, with the exception of Will Lutz over the last game and a half because he was injured or whatever, the NFC South has been the most consistent for kicking because, you know, Joey Sly is a good kicker. Ryan Sucker, okay, he's, got, he's not mm-hmm. got a long leg, but anything inside 45, he's automatic.
0: My favorite is Rodrigo Blankenship, but Love he was him.
1: my favorite in college yeah. too because
0: the the goggles and the whole thing. And <laughs> Yeah, you know, sometimes he's got the mustache, sometimes he's got. I mean, the whole the whole gimmick. I mean, I don't ever forget the first couple years ago he came out there to kick in a college game, and I had no idea who he was. and I was watching this game, and and I was like Rodrigo Blankenship. You gotta be kidding me! This sounds like a name that my friends and I would have made up when we're creating players. Like <laughs> it's a joke. And, this, and, then he, and then I see the goggles, and they're like, Oh my! You gotta be kidding me! And then he's good on top of it all wow, oh amazing. Just, just magical magical
1: please see him he, he's been a revelation and i hope he i hope <laughs> he's not a one-year flash in the pan but
0: rodrigo's not no rodrigo's my boy he's good in college man that guy was solid you know the kicking in college is not something you can really i was gonna say Roberto
1: aguirre was good in college <laughs>
0: <laughs> best ever i think he's the best I just, ever I kicker don't, in college i i just i don't get it like you watch these guys every week and you're like you gotta be kidding me like it's not like they practice other things, <laughs> like they have practice all week. All you do is practice kicking, that's it. Like, are they even taking laps or working out, or like, what, what do they do? They're kicking balls and they get there, and then they can't kick the ball. And I just, I, I, and then Justin Tucker missed a kick last week for the first time, and I don't
1: know, like a century, yeah.
0: <laughs> he missed a kick. And it's like, myself, what's happening? What is the world coming to? Nobody can kick anymore,
1: yeah. It's a silly game,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we love it, yeah. Um, look it's been an absolute pleasure joe why don't you tell everybody uh, i'm glad we filled their joe piece of hole that they had <laughs> in them and people didn't know that they
0: had this hole inside their
1: life exactly then, until i came
0: back yeah well well first of all if if what you're saying is true and everybody true. actually did want me to come back i appreciate all of you and uh i appreciate you murph and you been making time for me always here on the show but also on my shows and uh love to get you back on for a little post-mortem too the nfl season love to do that with you but um you can follow me on the twitter machine at joe Pizza pia 17 uh you can check me on sports grid six days a week on fantasy sports today um and on fantasy game day and uh that's all free and you can see it on sportsgrid.com or it's on the roku and it's all the streaming services so it's really easy to find that show and um of course, Black Book Podcast, the Line Star DFS and Wagering Podcast, and uh, new baseball, Black Book just dropped this week too. So if you're playing fantasy baseball this year, you can go pick up that. And uh, just uh, happy to spend some time with my buddy here and uh, hope Stocks isn't enjoying his time off
1: if it is truly time off. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think he's doing some tiling, so I don't know how much time off he's going to get. Uh, but I've told him, that, he, is, I told that, him is nah. that is
0: not time off.
1: That is not time off. I've yeah. told him we'll be having all the fun and that's fine, but we'll keep a seat. What would
0: you do on your week off? I tiled. The kitchen. Yeah, no That's thanks.
1: brutal. No. I'd no. pay a guy for that.
0: Yeah. Come on. <laughs> come on. Docs. <Stocks. laughs> Don't let us down yeah. here. Or you can pay Dan Bailey. Maybe Dan Bailey can do it because that guy's going to be out of a job. I was
1: going to say, I'd, I'd be looking to see when he's going to get cut today because it's going to be the day. He's yeah. going to get cut today.
0: Dan Bailey and Vic Fangio can come over. My <laughs> people are our expert tilers, the Italians. We come <laughs> over and we we'll tile your whole house for you. What do you want? <laughs> i tile your whole house. What, how much money you got? Five grand? Your whole house. I'll do your whole house for you. I'll tile, I'll tile the, the bathrooms, with the, the kitchen, with the, the kids' bedroom, whatever you want. We'll tile the whole house. <laughs> you want the ceilings? We'll do the ceilings. Everything <laughs> you want. Tile everywhere. (laughs)
1: i love it well look as always it's been a pleasure thank you so much um as always and we'll get you back on in the off season and uh we'll do more of this and make sure uh, stocks is there as well um rush nation continue to listen to our content all through the week we're here to give you everything you need to win semi-final week Uh, anything you need to get in touch on the uh on the twitterverse uh, at all the usual places but if not uh you know listen to the podcast there's loads of great content up so just follow all that at fiveyearrush.co.uk but until then until later in the week don't forget keep rushing